if you're a shopper inside a mall, just be watchful of people bumping into you. Uh, some of those uh, traditional pickpocketers are out there, and, uh, you know, so if somebody's bumping into you, you should be cognizant of that. Introducing the Protectors. Inside criminal minds from around the world. Presented by the IAFCI, leaders in safeguarding consumers from fraud and scams for more than 50 years. And now your hosts, International President Mike Carroll and International VP Mark Solomon. Hello everybody, this is Mike Carroll, International President of the IAFCI. I'm with Mark Solomon, our International Vice President. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm good, brother. Happy holidays. I'm excited for the holiday season. You know, Mark, when I think about the holiday season, I think about people getting presents and going out shopping. And one of the things that comes with the holiday season is ordering packages, you know, ordering merchandise and have it sent via the U.S. mail or other courier services to your house. And luckily we have on board today Sylvia Carrier, U.S. Postal Inspector with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. She's out of the Chicago division. Sylvia is the team leader of our mail fraud team, and she's also our public information officer. How you doing, Sylvia? Hi, Mike. It's nice to be here with you and Mark. Hey, Sylvia, can I just ask a little about your career? I know you started out in the Cleveland division. Yeah, so I've been a postal inspector for 26 years. I started out in our office in Cleveland, Ohio. I was there for six years, and I've been in Chicago for the last many years. And I, as you said, I'm a, I'm a supervisor for our mail fraud team, and I'm also one of our public information officers. So, Sylvia, you moved to Chicago to get a little warmer weather? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I, I like the Midwest, clearly. I, I couldn't get away. But uh, yeah, Chicago's home, so it's good to be here. And um, Mike, as you said, um, you know, the holiday season, we're all excited. It's coming. It's, you know, we can't believe how quick it came this year. Um, but that's one of the things that um, it's the busiest time of the year for the Postal Service. And as postal inspectors, we investigate crimes involving the mail. Obviously, it's it's horrible when we get a complaint that Christmas cards have been stolen or packages have been have been stolen that are going to friends or family members. But one of the things that um, is really important for us is, is to give information to the public to protect themselves so that hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, obviously, we aggressively investigate all complaints that we get, but one of the things that we want to try to do is, again, educate the public and try to have, uh, prevent these horrible uh, situations from happening. So um, the holiday season officially starts for the Postal Service uh, right at the day after Thanksgiving. It's obviously one of the biggest shopping days of the year and uh, that goes through Christmas. And uh, as much as um, we, you know, hate to hear uh, situations or stories or complaints where we hear that mail has been stolen or packages have been stolen, um, you know, we just, I, as a reminder, the Postal Service during that holiday season delivers 14.3 billion pieces of mail and packages. That's a lot of mail. And for that amount, it's rare that um, something doesn't get to where it's intended to. But, you know, I'm here today to, to give some tips on how to hopefully um, stop, you know, these very sad uh, stories that we hear of people not getting their 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 gifts to the intended recipients. Um, so that's one of the things that I want to give information here today and tips on how to how to protect uh, yourself from potentially being a victim of, of one of these crimes. You know, Sylvia, unfortunately, there are mail thieves out there. And if you're a victim of mail theft or you observe something suspicious by your mail receptacle in your building or outside by your curbside mailbox, 
we do recommend that they should contact postal inspectors and their local police. Is that correct? So one of the things we always tell the public is if you believe that you've had uh, mail stolen or a parcel stolen, to report it to your local police department so you can get that report number because usually banks or uh, stores or companies will ask for that police report in order to either follow up on your claim or to, to exchange the, the merchandise or to send, send out the merchandise. Uh, right away too. But then we also ask that the public call us in addition to that initial uh, contact with the police department because we will investigate further. Uh, the police, we usually will work closely with police departments, but with limited resources these days, there's very, sometimes they cannot investigate as far as we will. Obviously, we're the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. That's our, one of our main missions is to make sure that mail is not getting stolen. So we, you, the public can file a report on our website at uspis.gov. Our toll-free number is 877-876-2455. Somebody can be reached 24 hours a day, and you can get a report in uh, any time to make sure that you talk to somebody to make sure that, that, that we can follow up further. Um, but, again, the main thing is, call the police to get that report number. If you believe that your uh, bank accounts or any of your financial information has been compromised, you should get a credit report. Um, and and that, that's a little bit more detailed, um, but you, you're entitled to get free credit reports three times a year. Um, but again, that's in the event that your financial information is compromised. And Sylvia, thank you for giving us that contact information. We'll put that in our show notes. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is this is a great time of year. There's a lot of uh, giving and presents and gifts. And, uh, you know, people like to send out gift cards in the mail or checks or cash even to family members or loved ones. Um, what are some tips that we could give them to safeguard uh, and lessen their chances of those mail items being stolen? So one of the tips that we give is that it's, it's best not to send cash in the mail because that's very difficult to track. It's difficult to, to you can't stop payment on cash if you do send that through the mail. Um, one thing that you can do if you're sending something through the mail and you want to make sure that you can track it, if you if you order a parcel, usually typically you're going to get a tracking number. But if you're mailing a card, one of the things that you can do is to put a delivery confirmation on that on uh, request on there, and that way. You can actually track it, even if it's just a card with with a gift card in it or a check. Um, you can also there's a service that the postal service offers. It's a special service, and you can request signature confirmation. That way, it's a specific person that you're asking to sign for it, um, and it actually again will track it all the way through the mail system. And then there's other services as well, like registered mail that gives it even more security but there are different ways if it's something that's very important that you want to make sure you are notified when it's delivered um, you want to make sure you you get a, a, an additional uh, tracking number even if it's a card or a letter that you're sending a lot of people think that if you don't put your flag up on your mailbox that the mailman's not going to pick up your mail but is that true or uh, you know is it better maybe to leave the flag down so we always recommend that people bring their mail to a collection box that's inside of a post office or inside of a business where it's secure. Uh, it's, you can leave your mail in your mailbox, and unfortunately, 
the the red flag is actually a red flag for thieves that might think to steal mail. So, of course, you can do it, but we we do recommend for the safety of the mail to make sure that it's brought into a location where you know it's it's not going to be accessed by anybody that that might want to steal your mail. If you are putting your mail in a collection box that's outside the post office, we do recommend to not to leave mail in a collection box that's maybe on a street corner where the delivery, the pickup may not be till the next day. You want to make sure that you put it in a box where you know there's going to be a pickup later that day because if it sits overnight, we can't guarantee that it's going to be protected overnight because we don't have anybody monitoring the area. If it's dark, it's going to be more difficult for us to try to identify if a box is broken into um, if we do have a camera in the area, it, it, once once it gets dark, it's harder to 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 see what happened. So we recommend that um, if, anytime you put mail in a collection box that's outdoors, to make sure that you do it before the final delivery time. And those are all listed on the boxes. But the safest way that we really recommend for the public to put mail in a blue collection box is to bring it inside to an actual post office where we know it's secure inside the facility. Well, Sylvia, let me ask you on the other end, mail that's being delivered to your residence, uh, whether it's a house or apartment or high rise, you know, don't we recommend not to leave your mail in there overnight or don't leave packages under unattended? Because not only, um, you know, you, there's mail thieves out there, but you don't know who. I mean, you, it could be a third party. It could be a, a, somebody that delivers food or things like that that get into the building that, you know, might see something laying there and might grab and, you know, and steal it. So... I know we recommend that a lot to pick up your mail as soon as, you know, right after delivery or um, don't leave it unattended overnight. Yeah. So one of the, um, one, one of the, one example that we give is you wouldn't leave uh, your purse sitting on the front seat of your car unattended. And that's just like with your mail, usually in your mail, there's things that are valuable. So you want to pick up your mail as soon as possible. If you're at home and your box is outside of your house uh, you should pick it up as soon as possible. If you're, if you, even if you live in an apartment building, we just recommend because if it's something that's valuable to you, you want to pick it up as soon as possible with your packages as well. Um, if you now, like I mentioned, there's usually a tracking number on any package that you uh, have ordered. So it's pretty common now that you'll be notified as soon as it's delivered. So if you know it's going to sit there, maybe ask a neighbor uh, if they can pick it up for you and just hold on to it until you get home. And also, there's also different services that you can request from the post office. Um, you can you can actually request that a, you can give special instructions that you want a package held at the post office for pickup. Um, that way it won't be delivered to your house. Um, or you can also, if you're going to be out of town, you can request a mail hold for your mail uh, while you're while you're gone. And that's really the safest way if you know you're going to be gone for an extended amount of time to make sure that um, the post office holds your mail uh, until you return. And you can put you can do that online or you can go into a post office and do that. Sylvia, I don't know if you heard, but that was Mike's uh, German Shepherd that was growling in the background. <laughs> and and uh, we recommend that, leaving your German Shepherd out by the mailbox because no one can steal your mail, correct? No, no, he, dog is trained to go get my mail. He just brought it. That's why you there heard you him. There you go. All right. <laughs> Smart dog. I have a little story. The other day, my neighbor was uh, away for the weekend and was expecting some deliveries. 
she texted my wife and said, hey, would you mind? I've got a package coming. It's supposed to be in at one o'clock. And, you know, so, uh, you know, we know people have to work. People are traveling. So I think that's a great tip. Like you said, reach out to a, a trusted neighbor and see if they can pick up the package for you so it's not lying around there. Uh, what do those fraudsters call that steal the packages off the uh, porches? They're, uh, they have a little well, nickname. Well, the infamous them, porch right? pirates. The porch pirates, that's right. Yeah. So, yes, um, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, they've become more and more common. And again, it's very, it's you know, especially around the holiday season, it's the perfect time to just, grab packages sometimes you order a lot of stuff you don't even open it for a few days because you're organizing your gifts and you you know you may not even realize that something's missing until later and you know you it's too late and you can't reorder the package to get it in time i mean we that's what we want to prevent and so that's why really the best um the best information we can give is just you know put these things in place um to make sure that that you don't become a victim of one of these porch pirates yeah sylvia and you know another thing i was thinking of you see a lot of um these doorbell cameras i mean i kind of recommend that too put some type of camera by your mailbox or by by your doorbell i think it's of anything it's a deterrent and there's some of these doorbell um cameras that you get notification on your phone if somebody's at your door I, I think that's probably something good that could be helpful especially if somebody orders a lot of packages yeah and that's one that's information that we have gotten from people that we've arrested is that a, a house with a camp with a ring camera or whatever type of camera system um, they're less likely to approach a house like that than they are a house that has nothing and so they it's just it's, it's a, like you said it's a deterrent um, and it's and that's usually very good information for us when we're investigating um, to get that very clear picture of our suspect. Um, but again, you know, we can arrest people every day of the week, but obviously we just we don't want people going through the hassle of having to deal with those stolen packages, especially around the holiday season. It's just it's another headache that you don't want to have to deal with. So whatever you can do to protect your mail so that doesn't happen just will make everybody's life easier. Sylvia, quick question. Um, you, you talked about not putting cash in the mail. Some uh, people like to write checks. Could you explain a little bit about what check washing is and what people can do to prevent checks from being stolen in the mail? Or if they get stolen in the mail, uh, is there a way to guard against them being able to use that check? Some of the investigations we get for stolen mail involve checks that are stolen, they're washed, and then they're altered. So when they wash the checks, there's chemicals that they use and they can alter the checks. So there is certain ink that is a little bit more difficult uh, to alter. And we just, we ask that if somebody knows that their, their a check that they wrote has been stolen to again, notify the police department as soon as possible, notify your bank, and then call the U.S. Postal Inspection Service to report it. And then that way we can investigate further. And it's really important for us to get all the information so that we can follow up with the banks and with any other information that might be useful in investigating these crimes. Um, and then again, to report anything to, to a credit bureau if you know that your identifiers were included in any of that information to protect your, your credit report. Yeah, you know, to go along with that, Sylvia, you know, also check your bank statement because you could make a check payable to, let's just say, Visa for $300 and the check is stolen and it's altered and it's made payable to somebody else, Mike Carroll. 
you don't know because it's the right amount, but unless you check your bank statement and look at the copies of the checks that the bank provides and see, well, wait a minute, that, that was supposed to go to Visa. That went to Mike Carroll instead. So, you, you know, you want to review your bank statement promptly. Yeah, and that's why it's important to also always check what's being returned uh, from your bank because, like you said, you want to make sure you may not realize till later when you're notified by the bank that a payment is late. And then it's really hard to to correct that or, or to try to fix your credit if, if a payment's showing up late. So it's just really important to always stay on top of anything, any of your finances and, and make sure that um, that everything looks correct because this is going on a lot and criminals know that people are now not paying as much attention because everything is electronic. Um, so yeah, the longer you delay, it just, it's more difficult to correct things as, as time goes on. You want to get, you want to try to fix it as soon as possible. So Sylvia, if uh, you're planning on traveling, let's say for the holidays, is there anything that they could, uh, a person could do to have the mail halted at their residence and then pick it up when they return? Yeah. So you can request a, a mail hold either in person or online and that you can put in the exact dates that you want the mail held and they'll hold all your, your mail, your packages at the post office until you return. And then the, also with informed delivery, as as we mentioned earlier, um, you can see what's coming and um, you can make sure that if you know something's going to be sitting in your mailbox um, or a package is coming, you can have somebody looking out for it. And then that way, if there is something that you weren't expecting, but you see that it's being delivered through informed delivery, you can try to make arrangements to make sure that somebody picks it up if you know you're not going to be able to get to it right away. And can Mike and I actually have certain mailings stopped, like maybe all the bills I get? Can we, <laughs> can we just can't get the other stuff and not the bills? Yeah, that I don't know if we have any programs set up for that yet, but uh, I'm sure Mike can come up with a way. <laughs> well, I like I like informed delivery. I mean, every morning at 830, right on the button, I'll get photocopies of all the mail that's coming to my house for that day. And if any packages are coming too, it'll give you the priority number, the express mail number of the package that's going to be delivered that day. So I like that service a lot that the postal service provides. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's very helpful. And then that way too, if it's something that, um, you know, you don't, some days you may not get mail and you know, you don't have to be looking out for it. It, it, it is very helpful. Hey, Sylvia, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about during the holiday season. How about these charity scams? They're really big during the holiday season. I think people are more giving during the holiday season. They want to help other people. What do you recommend about being on top of these charity-type scams? Yeah, Mike, so I supervise the mail fraud team, and that's one of the things we see um, every year around this time, and it's already started. We see an increase in complaints of of different charities or organizations claiming to be charities or um, organizations that are helping different um, charity organizations. And so the the elderly are, are especially vulnerable to falling for these kind of schemes. So these companies that are not actual charities they'll do a variation on different uh, reputable or established charities and they'll trick people into sending donations. Um, a lot of them, they always, what we see typically, especially this time of the year is organizations posing uh, to help veterans, to help law enforcement agencies. Um, and it's something that people really need to look out for. If it's not uh, an organization that you're seeking out and they're just calling you, just be really leery because you don't know um, 
unless you really do your research on, on all these organizations, if they're legitimate. So we just tell people, too, to look out for their family members, their friends that they know are giving money to these organizations, too, and just ask questions. Make sure that they know who they're actually sending their money to, um, because sometimes you may send uh, – you know, $100 to an organization or $20, and then the next thing you know, um, they may have you sending recurring payments that you don't even know about, especially if you use a credit card. Um, you might get caught up in something where it's a recurring payment. So we just really tell the public to be careful um, when you're getting solicitations in the mail or you're getting a phone call from somebody who you don't know who you're actually talking to, to just make sure that you're confirming whether the money is really going to the organizations that you think it's going to. Yeah, Mike, I, uh, I'm going back to my law enforcement days here, but um, there's a great website called charitynavigator.org, and you could look up these uh, various charities and see if they're legitimate and registered. So uh, that's another great tip I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, Mark, I was going to mention that too, and I, I do use that. And Again, some of these fraudsters are really good. I mean, you think that you're giving to an organization um, that's established and something, just as a very generic example, it might be Salvation Army, and they might change it to Salvation Army Corp. I mean, it could be something as simple as that, yeah. where um, especially if you're elderly or you can't, you're not really paying too much attention, it's just really important to know who you're giving to. And again, if you have a family member that you know is giving money um, at this time of the year, just to kind of ask questions and make sure that they know exactly who they're giving money to as well. Sylvia, let me ask you this. During the holiday season also, people not only shopping via the mail where gifts are coming to the house, but they're out shopping. They're out in malls, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there, and they're always in a hurry. They might not be paying attention. But, you know, what recommendations do you give to somebody that's out shopping, buying a lot of gifts? What would you think uh, some of the things that they should be aware of? It's always important to just be aware of your surroundings, to be alert. People are always looking for people that are distracted um, as somebody that might be a target for for crime. So um, anytime that you're going to be out in an area that's um, where you could be the victim of, of some type of random crime, um, just really be paying attention um, and also just it with so much stuff going on this time of the year it's easy to get distracted but it's just always really important to be alert of of your surroundings and as far as with you know your credit cards or your cash or money or, or your checks um just make sure you're careful with the cards that you're using because it could be hard to to keep track of stuff like that um and you know it's really it just you're use you're doing unusual spending this time of the year you may not notice um, some charges that you may not have made. So if you notice um, anything unusual with your um, credit cards or your with with your finances, again, we always tell people we we do a lot of identity theft investigations. It's very common. Um, but you this time of the year, it's the worst time of the year to have your credit cards um, frozen or having to replace one when it's maybe the card that you're using to do regular payments with. So again report that as soon as possible to your local police department. Again, put a credit watch on your credit history and then report it to us because if a card's getting either re uh, delivered to a different address or your identity is being used um, at an address that's not yours, 
that's something that we investigate and we can try to determine what's happening um, as quickly as possible to try to keep uh, that from turning into a worse situation. Because once your credit or your identity has been stolen, it's very hard to straighten that out and to clean up any financial, uh, anything in your finances that you didn't do. So um, again, it's really important for us to get the information and to stop uh, any more crime from from being done on your credit history um, to keep it from getting worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sylvia, I was thinking too, is, you know, if you're a shopper inside a mall, just be watchful of people bumping into you. Uh, some of those uh, traditional pickpocketers are out there. And, uh, you know, so if somebody's bumping into you, you should be cognizant of that. And, uh, you know, keep your purses strapped where they're in front of you instead of hanging off your back shoulder uh, even for men, you know, we recommend, you know, don't leave your wallet in your back pocket, throw it in your front pocket when you're in the mall, but also to, uh, not leaving things in plain view in your vehicle, make sure your vehicle's locked. Um, take that extra second to make sure you hit that lock button and make sure that things aren't visible from the outside of the vehicle if possible. Yeah, no, you don't want to leave things unattended and, and this is this time of the year. That's when a lot of pickpocketing is going on because people, have a lot going on. They're not paying attention, especially if you have kids with you. It's even worse because your attention is in five different directions. So, yeah, it's really important to make sure you're keeping all of your anything that's valuable secure and that you're paying attention to it because it is very easy to take uh, to, to pickpocket or to take a credit card uh, from a front pocket of a purse because you threw it there after you made a purchase. Um, and people know this. They know that, you know, everybody's trying to get a lot done and they're not paying attention and you just, you do things for convenience and, and it's a common thing that everybody does. And, and people that are looking to steal credit cards this, this time of the year, they know exactly what to look for. So yeah, just always stay very alert and paying attention to anything that you consider to be valuable. Yes, Sylvia, to go along with what you said, it's, if you're going to go out shopping, just bring the one credit card that you're going to use to make purchases. Don't bring a whole, you know, all 10 of your credit cards or how many you might have. You just want to bring the one that you plan on using. But let me ask you, Sylvia, on another, going back to ordering merchandise or having merchandise and packages sent to your house, if you're going to order something, and this is on a personal note that I learned this, if you're going to order something online, it's better to use a credit card than a debit card because if you use a debit card, it goes it, it goes right it's a link to your bank account basically, and that money can be withdrawn right away and it'd be very hard to get it back. But at least with a credit card, right, you have a better chance of resolving the issue with the credit card company if you use credit rather than a debit. Yes, and so, and I that's I mean personally that's something that I always do. I use specific cards for anything that I'm going to purchase online. I know that there's certain credit cards that I have that those companies are very good at. Uh, if something gets stolen, if something doesn't get delivered, if you have any kind of a customer service issue, there's certain credit cards that are much better at 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 dealing with if there's any issues that come up. And like you said, versus the debit card. If, a, if that card is stolen, once they start taking money out of your checking account, um, if you had utility bills that were going to be coming out of that same account, you know, it's, the bank may cover you, they may not, it depends on your bank, um, but that's something that you don't, it's a, it's a big headache to straighten all that out, and it takes time to reverse any 
charges that you didn't make. So it is always a good idea to um, always use, you know, a credit card that if, you know, there's so many breaches that have been happening, if a card gets breached, you can just shut it down right away. And it's not a card that, um, you know, you know that your mortgage is coming out of that account, that your car payment's coming out of that account. Um, you know that you have different accounts for different purposes. Um, and it helps to keep things organized. And if, yeah, if you become the victim of some kind of financial crime, um, you know, it's easier to control, um, you know, because sometimes, and you know, Mike, um, people's it, lives can unravel if they become a victim of identity theft or once, you know, that their accounts start getting drained. It can be really, it can turn into a really terrible, terrible headache to deal with and to get everything straightened out. Yeah, Sylvia, you gave a lot of great prevention tips. You know, I want to go just one more aspect of the whole thing involving packages being sent to you in the mail. Stealing mail is a federal violation, right? I mean, you could go to jail for stealing mail. Yes, stealing mail is a federal crime, uh, punishable up to five years for each offense. And, you know, it's something that obviously it's it's the, one of the primary missions of the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Um, we take these these complaints and these crimes very seriously, and we investigate every complaint that we get. Uh, unfortunately, we can't arrest every mail thief that gets reported to us. Um, but um, it is it we have an agent a whole agency across the United States and every state dedicated to um, any crime involving the mail, and that includes mail theft. Sylvia, we really appreciate you being on the show today. You gave us some awesome tips for our holiday season. Uh, we want everybody to go out there and have a wonderful time, but also be aware. And uh, we appreciate you doing this uh, for us on the podcast. Well, it's great to be on. Thank you for having me. All right, folks. Well, we hope you enjoyed our uh, podcast today and we want you to wish you all a very happy holidays. And remember, have a great time, but there are some Scrooges and Grinches out there. So please be safe and make sure to keep combating against fraud, financial and cyber crimes. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm signing off. This is Mark Solomon. This is Mike Carroll. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Remember, as you join the fight to protect our citizens, you're not alone. With more than 6,500 members from around the world, the men and women of the IAFCI are standing together with you. To learn more or to join the IAFCI, please visit our website at www.iafci.org. The Protectors Podcast is produced by Modified Media and is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. The hosts and guest opinions are their own and do not reflect those of management, employers, or sponsors. Listeners are encouraged to contact law enforcement if they suspect being a victim of a crime.